Welcome to Whiskey with Witcher. I'm Tim. And I'm Valerie. And this is a podcast where we drink whiskey and talk about The Witcher. Spoiler alert! While each episode of our podcast directly correlates with an episode of the show, we will be discussing the series as a whole. And we'll be mentioning things from the games, books, and other pieces of Witcher IP, although we'll do our best not to spoil any major potential plot points. You have been warned. So, Tim, it's time for the most important question of the podcast. What are we drinking? (laughs) Well, my friend, we're now on episode two of Blood Origin, and it's become clear that siblings will play an important part in this Witcher prequel. We already know that Ayla is troubled by the death of her sister, but this episode reveals that Fjall shares a similar burden. He's weighed down by the death of his brother, Kerrig, who perished in battle while Fjall managed to return home. We're also introduced to two pairs of celestial twins, non-biological siblings who share a bond due to being born under the same unusual celestial body. One set of these twins is sacrificed by Balor, while the other is determined to put an end to the wicked and power-hungry magic user. And all of this is to say nothing about this episode's introduction of Brother Death, the warrior elf who joins our main characters in their quest for revenge against the Golden Empire. So, with this in mind, it seemed only fitting to pair this one up with a bottle of Garrison Brothers Small Batch Texas Straight Bourbon, a whiskey that also has a pair of siblings at its heart. Now, Valerie, I'm sure I don't have to remind you that we've technically had Garrison Brothers on the podcast before, only it was as an ingredient in a pretty fantastic ice cream by McConnell's. This is the first time we're sampling one of their whiskeys on its own. Will we enjoy Garrison Brothers as a bourbon as much as we did as a dessert? We're about to find out. <laughs> well, cheers, Tim. Cheers. Yeah, that's the Garrison Brothers I remember. <laughs> I've, I should, I should uh, uh, acknowledge that I've had Garrison Brothers before. I don't know if you have. No. I don't know if you have, Sean. And obviously, we'll talk about it. But, um, but I remember it's like it's it's it. You know, it goes it goes hard. <laughs> so, I am a fan. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but um, but yeah, you remember the ice cream, I'm I sure. Rem- very fondly, yes. <laughs> that ice cream is great. <laughs> I remember, like I, 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 like I've seen you excited and happy a lot <laughs> over the time we've known each other. But like, you were definitely in your happiest place when we recorded that little excited. side quest. It was good. <laughs> you it was were good. so excited about that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so anyhow, though, but now now we're having um, we're having this whiskey as it's meant to be sampled. Um, and, um, and we'll definitely talk a lot more about it once we're done talking about the episode. Um, you know this and I know this listeners will know eventually, but yeah, there's a little, a little bit more to this bottle than, Mm -hmm. than, um, what we typically have. But now my friend, (laughs) yeah, you're, 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 you're pulling up your phone as if you were going to film what I was saying, but I'm like, oh no, that's because Valerie's summaries on the spot are actually summaries on her phone. So, uh, <laughs> what is a spot? <laughs> it it's the spot you're looking at. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. I guess that did you technically think that works. For Blood Origin, I was suddenly going to change how I did things after two seasons of Witcher and entire season of Hexer. And now, now this little four part show is what I'm going to be bold and be go bold. hard. Like, like Garrison Brothers does. Maybe I'm bold and hard in my summary, Tim. <laughs> All right, let's let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> episode two. Episode two. This episode yo-yos all over the place. So for the sake of my own sanity, I'm keeping the main storylines together. 
Ela, Fial, and Skian fail at robbing a bank and get attacked by the army for their trouble. The fight is badass, but Skian is injured by a poisoned blade. While wandering in the woods, they meet Brother Death, who promised that he can lead them to a healer. They just have to go on the world's worst drug trip through a magical mist first. <laughs> we then meet Brother Death's girlfriend, Zachary, and her celestial twin, whatever that means, Sindral, who somehow escaped his prison in the palace completely off-screen in the most WTF moment of the series. Skian is healed, and they all travel by monolith, ugh, but it goes awry, and they wind up on a different world with creepy bug monsters. Meanwhile, back in Zintria, Baylor's all about that child murder for personal gain, while Merwin and the audience meet the elven mage, Avalok, who becomes Merwin's unwilling recruit and protector. Aridin is concerned about the kingdom's grain supply, but not so concerned that he can't spend time with his merchant boyfriend. However, Merwin discovers their tryst and tries to use this knowledge to her advantage, attempting to gain their favor and play Aridin against Balor. Also, the hair hat makes an appearance, and it is both fantastic and terrible. Finally, I saved the best for last because we're introduced to everyone's favorite character in Blood Origin, Meldoff the Dwarf and her trusty hammer Gwen. She's on a quest for revenge and is an absolute delight every moment she's on the screen. And that is episode two of Blood Origin of Dreams, Defiance, and Desperate Deeds. I love Meldoff. <laughs> Meldoff is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I just kind of want to just spend this whole time just talking about Meldoff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like so, 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 so awesome. But I did tell you what a celestial twin was in my my no, whiskey introduction. I know, but like the, the show, we'll get into it because the show doesn't. <laughs> like the, the show, show doesn't. It hand waves a little tiny bit. It's like, oh, celestial twin, they're born on the same star. Okay, cool. So why is that important? I guess they have better magic, but not really because it's never like, and those kids, by the way, not the same age. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they need, they, well, yeah. No, if you're I a guess, twin, you're the same age. I guess. I guess. I guess they would be. You'd be a celestial sibling. Maybe, maybe one of them. Maybe one of them like sprouted. You know, like had a girl just went through earlier. puberty. I mean, that yeah. does happen. But they were like that little boy was way smaller than that little girl. <laughs> I mean, you aren't wrong about that. Yeah. Like I actually made note of that too. But, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like, like, and I guess now's a good time to talk about how Blood Origin was originally supposed to be six episodes and it got cut down to four. Mm -hmm. And episode two is where you start to see the, the wheels coming off the wagon a little bit and you start yeah. to see where there are instances in which they really needed those extra two episodes. And I feel like the Celestial Twins are maybe one of the plot lines that got a little dropped because, mm -hmm. you know, we'll get, in future episodes, you see more of like um, Syndral and I'm so bad at character names, guys. What's her fucking Zachary? <laughs> and they're, you know, and more of what that means for them, but not that much more. No. They just, they don't really get into it. And I feel like that's a plot line that maybe got dropped in favor of cutting down to four episodes. So the thing about this series, at least as far as kind of the, the group of seven goes, is it clearly focuses largely on Fjall, on Ayla, and on Skian. And the other four are kind of, I mean, they just, they, do, they don't get much time at yeah. all. Like they're, they're not as fleshed out. Like Meldoff gets the most, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And she makes the most of what she has. Um, but yeah, I do think she gets, she also gets the most. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a lot more about Meldoff in a moment, but like, um, she, uh, you know, the, the rest of the, these characters don't really, 
Um, their stories aren't really explained. A lot of stuff is kind of hand waved. They're they're not fully, I think, fleshed out and realized. And and I think like you can say that definitively about this. And and yes, a hundred percent. I think it is a good deal in in part with uh, because of this show being cut down um, two episodes from like six to four, plus all these other things that presume we don't know what happened, but presumably a lot of stuff happened behind the scenes. So, you know, you do start to feel that the, the repercussions of that, like, I mean, we don't know. Um, and certainly, um, the, the, the showrunner, the writers, anyone involved, the producers, anyone involved with this are not going to, are not, are not saying, but you know, you just feel it that like that there's stuff that got, kind of rewritten probably on the fly, last minute. Well, I think the I, Yasker stuff all got added at the last minute, yeah, right? Like yeah. that was kind I of mean, a framing device they threw in I mean, in come there on. The... There's a reason they didn't announce Mini Driver until yeah, like, what end. was it? Like a, a couple months before it premiered yeah. or something like that. Like it was pretty late in the whole Yeah, I actually, thing. I think I posted a meme on our Twitter where it was, it, you don't know me, it was Beyonce meme and it was Mini Driver. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Mini Driver's in this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and I think that's, that there, I mean, it's all, it's all coming from the same place. Like yeah. this show went through some major um, tinkering and revision and maybe reshoots and rewrites and all this at one point. And, um, and, and, and it shows. And I yeah. think more and more, I think as we talk about this episode and then episode three and especially four, we're going to, is going to become a common theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. And which so, isn't to say it's not without merit. We didn't enjoy it. Which yeah. I think we'll get into more as the series oh, I mean, progresses. But I mean, there's certainly stuff I love, yeah. like Meldoff. Yeah. Well, speaking of Meldoff. <laughs> yeah. So Meldoff is played by Francesca Mills. Um, and um, and she's like, honestly, the show needs more of her. Mm-hmm. It needs more of her. Um and, you know, what's so interesting to me is that, and I don't think I quite grasp this, like one of the things I'm finding, you know, we both, you and I both watched this series when it first aired uh, or when it first dropped and we kind of both binged it, watched all four episodes. And then I haven't watched it since then. And so now I'm rewatching it and I remember things, but I, I, what I found myself being confused about is, oh, this happens there, this happens. And, um, and I had completely forgotten the fact that Meldoff, you know, we're now halfway through the series and she hasn't joined with the group yet. Yeah. We've been introduced to her, but both her scenes in this episode are separate from the group. And um, and that's interesting. None of the other um, seven characters really get that. I mean, I guess I guess Ayla and Fjall do at the very, very beginning. And like, um, what's his buckets in prison? Syndral. Yeah, okay, you're right. Syndral gets one, but it's like one little yeah. tiny quick scene. Um, and yeah, and you could say brother blood has that, but Death, it, like, yeah. that's kind of like a, a sharing a scene with like other things, you know, they're, they're almost like cameos, Easter egg type things in my mind. Whereas, um, Meldoff gets like a full little mini storyline. Yeah. This. And, um, and her scenes are just some of the best scenes in the series, you know, like this opening scene, at like, I don't know if this is a a bar, I or think what it's this... like an opium den. Yeah, yeah, well, not that, opium, but whatever the opium for equivalent in well, this universe. Yeah, is, you're yeah. right. It's um, they, they call it something. Um, like some sort of hash or something. Um, yeah. um, um, God's head. 
God's head. Yeah. And, um, and so they talk about like the God's head pipe and, and he says something, you know, um, something we don't sell God's head to, to dwarves. And she's like, I'm not here to smoke or something. It was something like that. But like, yeah, so you're, I think you're right. I think it's the equivalent of that. And, um, and you know, her, but her showing up, um, you know, with her hammer and, and looking for this one, this one elf whose name I didn't write something of the one eye or some, you know, some weird name like that, who, who we find out killed, um, um, Meldoff's, I don't know if it's her wife or girlfriend, lover, you know, um, whose name is Gwen. And that's who the, the hammer has now been named after. Although I, I sometimes I wonder, like, did she name the hammer after it? Or just, is it like a case where, um, kind of like Katana in the DC universe where the soul of Gwen is in this hammer, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. They don't really explain that. I think, Either could be um, could be the explanation because what I love about Meldoff is one she's has so much sort of charisma and personality, but she also seems a little unhinged, just like kind of yeah. a little you know um, yeah you know like a little like maybe you know she's not all there, um, and I kind of love that sort of balance that this character sort of all rests on, um, and um, and yeah, and the scene where. It was Talison, T-A-L-Y-Y-S-E-N. Is that the name of this? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but that's the spelling of it. Well, but the scene where she goes in, you know, is like, oh, no elves are here, you know, that by that name. She's like, well, we'll go in and have a look. Yeah. And then kind of sneaks into the, the, and she's like singing this song while she's doing it. And like, it's all off camera. And then she comes out covered in blood and smoking one of those pipes. Yeah, she stole the pipe. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like seeing Meldoff completely bloody, like, like yeah. horror movie, like bloody, you know, like covered in, and, and with her hammer on one, in one arm and this pipe in the other and like talking to the hammer and singing, like as she comes out is like the closest I get to understanding your potions, girl, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 she's I'm, covered in blood and it's really hot. Because <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um. So yeah, I mean, I just, I love this scene and I really wish we had more. If like any, if they were ever to do anything with these characters again, I would say Meldoff is the one to do more with. I don't think we ever will get any more with her, but man, you know, man, it'd be cool to have like, like, you know, um, Witcher comics, like the way we do with like Star Wars and some of these other franchises where they could do a mini series based on a character, because how cool would that, I mean, I would read the hell out of a Meldoff mini series. I would like to write a Meldoff mini series. You should write a Meldoff mini series. (laughs) We'll talk after the podcast. Maybe we pitch something. (laughs) I got ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it would be, that would be awesome. But, um, we're certainly not like, you know, pitching Meldoff TV series right now because, you know, we don't cross picket lines, <laughs> not at least as far as writing goes. Yeah, but um, but I mean, hey, comics, sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so eventually she uh, is able to enact her revenge, where mm-hmm. she finally finds the elf that we find out uh, raped and murdered someone. That we don't know who Gwen is at this point yet, but she basically kills this guy, and we we cut in on her, and she's painting a message on the wall in his blood, and his yeah. corpse is off to the side, and it says, "Here's li- here lies." Talson of the One Eye, rapist murderer, ended by Gwen and the Flowers. May he suffer eternity in the lost place, mm-hmm. which is quite metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and yeah, she's writing this in blood. He's like kind of de- they're dead, but we, you know, we find out at this point who Gwen is. Like she's, you know, she makes it clear that like, um, you know, like 
you you know she talks about how you could smell it's a little thing winterberry things. and lilac yeah which i think yeah. is a is an allu- a, a nod to gooseberry to and lilac. lilac and yeah. gooseberries you know the yennefer scent but how like she could tell when gwen um, had been in a room yeah, or you had get just that left. she loved her yeah. they don't necessarily spell out quite what the yeah. relationship you, is yeah. here i don't yeah. know exactly yeah. what yeah it, like were they married were they in a yeah. you know were they just like more of an innocent thing like it could be any number of things yeah. but like gwen was a real person right she was in love um that meldoff was in love with this guy like like she said raped and killed her and this has been a a quest for for vengeance for this this woman she loves yeah. and um and, but the first scene we don't know that we just know gwen is her hammer and yeah. that's that's all we that get she in talks that first to scene. yeah <laughs> and so, maybe talks back so yeah so now like th- this kind of gives it a lot more both darker and more poignant yeah sort of um you know realization as to like who you know what exactly is going on here and um and 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 Meldoff like ends this scene by saying something like she's she's done with like elves and and I think basically intends to go off and and live by herself and 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 you know be done with this sort of um um you know civilization because the elves seemingly you know like like the dwarves are 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 viewed as lesser by elves yeah. right like mm-hmm. so so there does seem to be a lot of sort of bigotry and kind of discrimination um you know elves are i guess kind of racist yeah so. they seem to be all about that uh conquering and <laughs> yeah subjugation yeah. And, yeah yeah colonization life yeah um, I do what, what you'd said about her being done with the world of elves. There is Mini Driver has, and I'm just calling her Mini Driver throughout this, guys. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Mini so. Driver has a voiceover that says, Meldoff was done with the world of elves, but the world of elves was far from done with her, which was kind of, I don't know if you noticed, but they had Brother Death say a very similar line earlier about killing, where he's like, yeah. I thought I was done with killing, but I guess killing wasn't done with me. Yeah. It's kind of like, really? This is where he I get the sense. You had to repeat the line twice? Well, that's like, why yeah. I said, like, and even yeah. that, even on its own, that's kind of a, a pretty cliche, cliche yeah. boring, you know, like, yeah, it sounds like a line, like a, a junior, me high, back in. Yeah. junior high, high yeah. student would, who thinks they can be a novelist and is working on their first book might throw in, you know, like, yeah. And that's why I get where I say, like, it does feel like this was a lot of last minute sort of revisions, maybe writing on the fly, you know, um, um, this is the sort of stuff that, that we're, we're now not having writers on set could be a real issue. Cause that right. does happen. There yeah. is, there are these rewrites that are done on set last minute. This feels like that was done, but probably under a lot of pressure and, yeah. you know, it's the, and to the point where that was kind of the level they were, they were producing material at. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Like I, I, that that line kind of stood out to me in not the best way right. as well. But you know something else I was wondering about mm-hmm. Meldoff? Um, so here's just a question. You know, like um, we know from The Witcher, the, the main series, that female dwarves have beards mm-hmm. or at least can have beards. And Neldoff even mentions it in the song she's singing. She has something about – you know, dwarven ladies with beers, or I don't know yeah. the exact words. Um, so here's my question then. Does Neldoff, does she have to shave? No, <laughs> she, she has a line in a later episode where she's talking to Brother Death about it and she's yeah. never been able to grow a beard. She oh, she does? See yeah. that? See, but this I is... do feel like the actress was like, I don't want to wear a fucking beard. Like, I feel like that's what went down and they're like, fair enough, and like worked it in. This well, is mean, just me, hypo- you know. Well, I would say they probably wouldn't want, I don't know, like, you know, it'd be a little weird and it would probably 
create unintentional, yeah. you know, um, um, laughs if like one of your main yeah, characters beard, was yeah. this little dwarf with a plus it also maybe plays into the whole, you know, um, um, like, like, you know, like the whole bearded lady, like yeah. sort of, and you know, and you know, like, um, 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 like the, there was always that history of, and right. so you don't want to play into that. Um, but, um, so I think there are a lot of reasons. I don't yeah. know if it was necessarily her. Oh no, I'm but, just I'm just playing. But I wouldn't. But, that would be me for sure. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm, let's just say my character can't grow one. I, I know people. That <laughs> I don't can't see. Grow I kind of like the so. idea of her yeah. shaving though. Shaving, you know? yeah. Like they didn't have to mention yeah. it, you know. And if someone asks, so how come you know Meldoff doesn't have shaving, a beard yeah. like at a at some you know press event or something? Like say, oh well, she shaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she definitely has a line about it in a later episode. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, I never been able to grow one myself. Uh, just see, can't do it. Yeah. see, I don't you have a much better yeah. memory because I a I memory don't... for weird esoteric details yeah like if you want me to pronounce these names <laughs> to a little behind the scenes guys it took someone a couple attempts during her summary on the spot to get these names right yeah. so yeah that I know that information's not in my brain but yeah random crazy detail about facial hair sure <laughs> that I can help you out with wow okay alright uh, here I thought I was making this clever point I'm like nope the show addressed it show addressed I... it they did address one thing so there we go you know what they don't address what? syndrome getting the fuck out of prison but we'll talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right i guess we can move off meld off now let's see uh, we got a something. bath scene that's exciting politics um, happening in the bath yeah, yeah 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 um i mean are these the two people you want to see in a bath scene though i mean look i'm open to any bath scene i like that they gave Aridin some scars like yeah. that was kind of neat little yeah. bit of makeup yeah yeah um yeah and just talking business in the bath the supply lines are disrupt disrupted the merchants are talking and taking advantage and raising prices hmm sounds familiar uh. sounds familiar supply <laughs> lines not working so well and uh. people jacking up the prices on goods hmm <laughs> I mean, you do wonder if, if that was definitely written in response to kind of... Uh, there's uh, also a honey cake reference. Yeah, I did catch that honey <laughs> cake. Um, and then we have a lot of... Um Again, you were talking about the writing. Some of these like stories can be put down with steel. Control a story, control the world. Or I'm kind of like, hey, do you think uh, Blood Origin is about stories and the power <laughs> of stories, guys? Maybe stories, huh? Well, stories. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you're responding to it that way because a while little I, bit. Well, yeah. I agree with you on um, the previous line. This one, I think, I don't feel like this. This is a point that gets hammered. It's not so heavily in this in this show, um, yeah. but if it seems like it is, it's probably also a, a result of the show being so short. Yeah, you know, like like mentioning stories like two times, maybe three times over the course of four episodes feels like it's hammering it home. Whereas, like I, you know, I don't think that's that's necessarily too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely is a theme. Yeah, like you. I even thought yeah, basically that Balor is making the same sort of point yeah. that um, that that yeah, mini driver, mini driver is making in the yeah. beginning. Mini um, driver, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, mini driver, but you are mini driver. I mean, like, yeah. Um, Aridin says stories can be put down with steel. Balor's response is history is littered with fools who believe the very same. Yeah, yeah control the story, control the world. So it's. Um, you know, it definitely is about the power of mm -hmm. that. And, and I think, you know, you could even make the point that, that a big part of this series is more about just kind of the power of, of words like stories, yeah. but words in general. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call the black rose a story, but clearly that song has power within. And within we have this a black well. rose in it. One, the, one, yeah. the count is one for the this one episode. Yeah. So you get it. <laughs> um, 
yeah, we do get one little one little reference to or one one refrain of it. Um, who sings it? It's just it's some just random her peasant, peasant lady. It's that, oh yeah, yeah, it's when um, Merwin is is, is wandering the, the city. Which that's we'll right. Get to, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but I do think like that's also you know has this sort of power. So it's just kind of the power of words, song, stories to kind of shape um, belief. Yeah, and and change potentially. Um, change history, motivate people, all that good stuff. So yeah, that's definitely a theme. I just don't think it's quite as, you know. I know. But one thing that is interesting about it, though, is that um, Balor, is that how you say it? Balor, Balor? I think it's Balor. Balor. He, as the lowborn, is the one that appreciates the value of stories, mm -hmm. where the higher class Aritan is kind of hand-waving it. That is interesting. the lowborns that are affected by the story as the show goes on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is interesting. And he's, he's right. Like, a lot of what Balor says and understands is is correct yeah. he's just you know going about it the he, wrong way well he wants power and so he's he's putting his desires over everything else and you know and so he, yeah he's obviously a villain as a result of that um and he's playing with weird forces that can't be good <laughs> don't trust a glowing voice in a <laughs> void it's never gonna that, go well for you that lets you yeah that that gives you some giant monster capable yeah. of like disintegrating people, people in, and then like, it wants to murder children yeah yeah you know that's just you're not you're not you're not, you know, <laughs> playing with with good things when mm. that's going. You're, you're you're definitely putting yourself at risk. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, we we I guess we've moved on to Zentreus. So we yeah, have talk um, about the Zentreya storyline. We have that, and then you know, uh, Merwin as well, mm -hmm. who now she's very clear. Like I'm only alive until um, until you know, Balor no longer is used for me. Um, but she's also now at 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 risk or under attack from people who these people who are starving yeah. out in the um in the kingdom and who you know just don't have food yeah like um, a kitchen worker tries to assassinate her but yeah avalok yeah. shows up and yeah. it's avalok right i'm gonna avalok. ask this so many times i think it's like, avalok. How it that's how it says in the, in the game now so. now this yeah. is a particularly interesting character because perhaps more than others, although maybe Aridin as well, he's one that you could see in um, the Main Witcher series yeah. eventually. Now, you haven't gotten to that part of Right, the he's in the last book. book, right? I think it's the last one, the yeah. yeah. It's definitely near the end of the story, so yeah, I'm I feel pretty confident no. knowing, saying, I know you haven't gotten there yet. Um, but he is also in the Witcher 3 game. Right, yeah, um, that's where Geralt, I'm from. Yeah, and yeah. Geralt knows him, you know, and it's because he is in, he is in the books. So... If they are able to adapt the full saga, eventually this character will show up in the main Witcher series. And, you know, I don't like I, it would maybe age him a bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't see any reason why it couldn't be the same actor. Well, by the time they get to what would it be like season six yeah. or something? Yeah. He's so be he's going to be anyway. aged. Yeah. I think you could age him, you know, just yeah. give him like a little gray hair or like, I don't, you know, because um, it would be, you know, many, many years mm. later. But yeah, he, I, I don't think Avalok is supposed to be an, an like a, like an old you know he's not supposed to be visibly yeah. aged he would just be a little older so but the the point is the actor could play it and I think that's interesting because most of these actors um, you know Joey Beatty aside I don't think you'll ever see in the main um, um, you know uh, Netflix Witcher series yeah. certainly the you know um, well I mean I, I yeah I just don't think you will. Um, which is, but it is interesting because it's like, wait a minute, if Avalak is alive, um, 
but Ithilene isn't, you know, it's yeah. like all this kind of weird sort of stuff. And then, you know, and then Aridin will, will get to what happened to him when we get to it. But like, you know, um, there are some of them who are, but there aren't. So I don't know, you know, um, not all these characters survive this, this series. Yeah. So not all of them could be in it, but you know, could someone like Ayla, you know, yeah. still be around? Like, certainly not. She's not in the book. So it would be an addition yeah. by the, but I wonder, you know, I don't know. I guess we could, we could speculate on that when we get to episode four. Um, but, um, but, you know, I think Avalak is one who, who we know has a good chance of showing up. Yeah. And so that's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, we don't get too much of him in this episode, but what do you think of what little we get? I think he's fine. Yeah. I, I like him. I know that there were some people online that, as per usual, people freaked out about the casting. Really? But I think they just, uh, at the risk of being uncouth, I think they didn't think he was attractive enough or whatever. Mm. But I'm like, he's not attractive in the game. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And he's also not He's like a nerdy, bookish little dude. Like, yeah. that's fine. And he's not... I wouldn't say he's a villain, but he's not, he's really yeah. not a likable character yeah. in the series. So you're not supposed to, you know, he's not someone you want to be all into, you know, like at least not into, you know, and, yeah. oh, I love this guy. You know, you don't want to be shipping him with Siri. Right. That'd be, you know, like, like that'd be kind of gross, even though I think he's kind of inter into her, you know? So it's, um, and it's kind of creepy that he's yeah. into her in the, you know, hey, I don't want to spoil anything else. <laughs> but like, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah. So I, I have no problem with the casting. Um, yeah, I like him. I like him. And I like that he kind of like, he just saved the Empress Axon Reflex. And yeah. then she kind of like lures him into her plot, even though he doesn't really want to be a part of it. Yeah. She, she's good at playing the political game. Yeah. And she's like, well, too bad. Cause you saved me. And now I named you my protector yeah. and they're going to come after you, you when they come after me. me. So you better work for me in the meantime. Yeah. And he keeps saying, I'm definitely going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it is a fun scene. Um, and then, you know, um, what do you think of, of, of Merwin then kind of taking action, going out into I the like city. that she takes action. I'm curious as how she is able to get out of the palace mm -hmm. because in her big empress moment, like the guards in the last episode close in on her when she wants to go down to her people and she's clearly not allowed to leave and it's very threatening. And then she's just able to lay her out of the palace because she's got a cloak on? Like what? Uh -huh. There are no guards. There's no nobody. Like making sure that she stays where she's supposed to stay. That seemed weird. Yeah, yeah. But at least a blue cloak is a little bit easier to be inconspicuous in, Tim. I was wondering because I didn't think it was an inconspicuous cloak, but I think it's like the elves dress in these sort yeah. of kind of like exotic, you know, looking yeah. fabrics and, 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 you know, just costumes. And so it does kind of blend in in that she just looks like, like yeah. one of the kind of, I guess, higher born elves, but, um, but it certainly isn't inconspicuous. Yeah. Like I think if she really it's wanted- better than what she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if she yeah. went out in one of those designer dresses, yeah. that would definitely not be inconspicuous. But I don't think, like I think if she went, I think this blue dress is just as, as, um, as you know, it stands out cloak, yeah. attention grabbing as Yennefer's purple cloak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if she was wearing a Yennefer's purple cloak, I don't it know. would Purple's be. Purple is a lot harder of a color to come by when you're you don't have modern dyes. <laughs> I mean, these are elves. They yeah, have like true. you know weird magic, magic and shit, shit and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you know who knows what sort of and it's a fantasy world. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like if we were watching some historically, you know, right. yeah, you know, supposedly like, hey, that's not right. Yeah, but like you know, it's but a yeah, I like that she takes action. 
and I like that she has some agency and she goes down to see like what's actually going on. Yeah. Because yeah. she was surprised. I, th I think she somebody mentioned something. She's like, wait, starving? Oh, yeah, the guy that tried to kill her was mentioning that they were starving. And she's like, mm. wait, what are you talking? What is he talking about? And like, yeah. Oh, don't worry, your pretty little head. You don't need to know about this. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to mm. get back to like kind of what happens. I want to move on to... Um, um, the main group, and then the, come back, and then to come this back thing. to okay. yeah, um, for reasons. But like, <laughs> um, um, you know, we can kind of wrap up with going back to her, the, what how her story ends. But yeah, let's talk about the um, the seven because their kind of story. Well, I guess they're not seven yet, but you know, the, the, the six. group, the, yeah, the six. They the become three six. then six, yeah, three then six, the three then four then six. <laughs> now, there's because their story meanders uh, a bit. Like they realize basically. That they're not, they have no chance yeah. against um, um, this golden empire and the army. Like basically, these three armies combined, yeah. and so they need they need cell swords um, to kind of you know um, add to their ranks, yeah. and uh, to do that, that they re that requires coin. And so their their plan is to rob this bank, which is pretty pretty dumb plan um, because it doesn't, you know, they get to the bank and the bank's already been basically, robbed, yeah. yeah, robbed, has nothing. Um, and, and you know, this teller looks at them like they're an idiot. Like, what, you know, what do you think? Like, yeah. everyone, everyone pulled out their money like weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this plan is not the greatest. But I will say this, this sequence um, in the bank with the three of them fighting together yeah. for the first time, I think is one of the best action sequences yeah, in the series. Cool. Um, like they all look badass. Yeah. Um, like they, they, the choreography is great. Um, you know, seeing them all fight with their different weapons, I think is really good. And, um, and you know, and the fact that like um, Ayla, you know, breaks out of the the group and gets distracted and, and that's what costs skiing like how she gets yeah. injured i think is kind of a, a a cool moment as well yeah and that's a really interesting observation because in the last episode she's getting lectured about mm -hmm. you know you're great when you're together but when you break apart that's kind of when you lose it and then she broke apart and yeah, yeah look what happened yeah yeah and um and and so it is like i think a really kind of cool moment um after this, you know, sort of exciting, thrilling scene, yeah. um, you know, I love this this random bank. I don't know his name, but this yeah, bank teller who's like, like he's yeah, but he's first of all, he's like, do you have a back door? He's like, one way in, one <laughs> way out. It's a bank, and yeah. then as soon as you know, they realize these people are surrounding him, he like, yeah, pieces out <laughs> through that through that Trap um, door and locks know, it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, they eventually get themselves out through that, yeah. and then you realize skiing is hurt a lot worse than you thought yeah. this weapon that she was um you know wounded by is poisoned so she needs help um and um and that's basically when um when brother death yeah. enters the picture because you know she's getting really trying to find med medicine for her but it's not looking good skiing saying leave me and um and then he shows up at one point and and um and offers to take well first of all tells him who he is and yeah. then um, offers to take him to um, to to Zachary. But mm -hmm. before we get to that, yeah, who is he? So his real name is, let's see, I have it written I down. I have it. It's Callan. Yeah, Callan. And um, and he's played by, and I believe um, it's pronounced Hugh, um, Hugh Novelli, I believe. Is he? He's Welsh, right? Yeah. I so I might be mispronouncing that, that yeah. first name, but I feel like, I feel like for some reason, I feel like I've heard that. Um, certainly... Guys out there, if you know I'm wrong, let me know. But I think it's Hugh Novelli, and um, 
And yeah, um, we, again, we don't get too much of brother that story. We know um, um, that he he he's lived a violent life, but he, like you said earlier, he had thought he had left that violence behind him. Um, but this empire um, completely destroyed a village that had taken him in, and so um, now he's kind of opposed to them and is, yeah. you know, thinks that this might be a, a worthwhile. Um, group to pair up with. So, I mean, yeah, I certainly would like more to him than just that. Yeah, um, and we'll get into this in later episodes, but, like, I don't really buy his relationship with Zachary. It felt, falls kind of flat for me. Like, well, they say, like, my enough. love. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. Like, you don't see anything. It's yeah. just like, oh, my love, oh, my love, and she'll, like, cling on to him and stuff, but there's not, like... You know, Gwen doesn't even appear, yeah. and you get more feeling from Meldoff about her relationship with Gwen than you do about I, these two people that are very much there and supposed to be in love. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with, and with that's not the fault said. of the actors. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I agree with that um, completely. That said, I do like them as a pairing because they're so different, yeah. you know. Um she's this sort of healer, mm -hmm. magic user, um more Yeah, the kind trope of, is cool. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool He's trope. Like a warrior. Yeah. yeah. And is Kills kind of so and all many. grizzled a little bit. Yeah. And, you know. Um the killing was done with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I mean that's like, you know, I, I want that yeah. relationship to work, but I agree with you. There doesn't there it doesn't feel like there's anything there. Yeah. You know, um they're just kind of playing lip service to to this by saying, yeah, like calling him trope, my yeah. love. And, yeah. you know, and, um, and so, it, yeah. And you never really find out, at least I, I don't remember. I don't remember if he talks about it in episode three or four. Um, but he does look a little bit. He but, does. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm trying yeah. to go off of memory when I watched it, when it came out, what, December or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you remember, you remember, you know, Meldoff talking about beards, but <laughs> that's an inconse uh, inconsequential detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you know what I I remember I remember Meldoff and and Brother Death like having their sort yeah. of yeah we'll get into Later that when we get to those episodes yeah. but it's like that's what I remember yeah from the they future. were fun I just kind of remember everything about Meldoff except apparently when she talks about beards <laughs> so um, but um, and yeah and I would say they have more Chemistry, between them yeah. than than Zachary and, yeah. and Brother Death do um, again I wonder if that's we'll, also cutting room floor yeah 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 again though we will get into that when we get to that episode because we're kind of jumping ahead. But um, I mean, since we're there, I mean, yeah. So he takes them to um, to Zachary um, through the mists, through the, the psychedelic hallucinatory yeah. mists. Yeah, and we the, get the bad you know, night on a <laughs> bad night in Palm Springs mists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, now I did write down what they see. Um, so because they each we see both what like Fial's visions are and Ayla's. Fial sees his brother Carrig die. And then he sees Merwin, damn girl, which is kind of like, <laughs> you know, a hot scene yeah. until she starts vomiting oil or whatever yeah, that is. On I loved how this was shot. I uh -huh. loved how both of these were shot, but his especially, it was so weird and yeah. unnerving, but artsy because it's this black void essentially. Uh -huh. And like, he's fucking her, but his brother's in the corner, like yeah. making sassy comments. And yeah. it was really unnerving, but cool. Yeah, I just loved how they shot it. But there's this moment, and, 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 and this is me paying tribute to the, the 
actors. Yeah. There's this moment, um, again, right a little bit before she starts, you know, like like vomiting oil or all that stuff starts Black falling goo. in her face. Yeah. Um, where like, yeah, she's on top of him and they're like, they're like doing it and yeah. she's like looking at and like there is like, you know, chemistry passion yeah. and they're both their express like like they're 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 acting is spot on yeah. in this moment. They're they're selling it. I believed yeah. it. Um but then it gets all kind of gross yeah. with this whole but thing. I, I just loved how it was shot. It was so artsy and weird. Like yeah. it, was, it was a really everything I would have wanted in a hallucinatory drug trip that doesn't go well. <laughs> it was great. Um and then Ayla, she sees her mother. Um I don't is it Kathleen, Sethlin, we don't, I don't know. I don't know if they ever say the moms. Something, but Kathleen, I don't remember. Maybe yeah. it starts with a C. It's a C E. Um, so I don't know how we're, if I'm pronouncing that right, Kathleen. Um, but she sees her mother um, and sees herself as a child setting fire to some prisoners yeah. for her clan to earn her clan tattoos. Um, and then she pulls a lark from her stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so She's that's like giving birth to the lark. Yeah. Is that what that was meant lark. to be? Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Like, and that's when she became the lark. Yeah. She had, she had, you know, she's in the first episode. It's like, oh, my teacher had a key arp and I fell in love with it. And that was that. But it's like, no, this like really horrific, traumatic thing happened to you when you were a child where you had to murder all these people in the name yeah. of your clan. Yeah. And you were like, I'm done with this. Bye. Yeah. I think that's metaphorically her piecing out of that life and wanting uh, something different. And that's kind of when that, yeah, she decided to take on that identity instead. See, and that's yeah. what's interesting to me because I really do feel like this series does right by Ayla and Fjall because yeah. they have the time to like really sort of, you know, like you could even go further, obviously, but like you get their bits of their, enough of their backstory yeah. that you understand their motivations. Um, you know, even the fact that both of them have, have, have a sibling who has died, yeah. um, potentially because of them. You don't get too yeah. too much of Fjall's story. You just, yeah, you know in the first episode, he's talking to his dad when he's getting like, banished. Yeah. He's like, I know you wish he lived instead of the me. And yeah. Yeah, and I, you couldn't tell from that scene if if the brother died because of Fjall the same way. I, I felt think, like it was in battle. But, but they, yeah, I felt say, like they were yeah. both at war and it just, you know, Fjall came back and, yeah. and Karak didn't. But, um, but you know, it, clearly he feels guilt about that. Yeah. And you know um, Ayla does with her sister because her sister was there to get her yeah. and they, the, those assassins were there to kill Ayla. So, so of course she's going to feel guilt about that. Which, um, by the way, side note, stupid plan. Let her bring Ayla back and then they all die with the monster. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> that was dumb. Guess, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, let her bring her back and then the monster kills them all. Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess they had to deal with um, Fjall and so they figured may yeah. as well get her while we're at yeah. it, you know, because Fjall wasn't coming back. Right. So, um, but yeah, so anyhow, we got these these hallucinations, these the, you know this 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 acid trip that they both go on. Um, they're kind of pissed about, but yeah. you know, Brother Death says, "Well, you know, you had to, you couldn't know about it going in." We and like, I, I guess that's how they test their character or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we don't get a lot of time with Zachary. Um, I don't think she's as well developed as some yeah. of these other characters. I mean, I guess I, I guess she's as well developed as like Brother Death. But what do you think of her from what you you get? I like her. I think she's interesting. She's got yeah. this woman of the woods vibe going yeah. on. Like her, I love the exterior of this house that she's living in, mm -hmm. where it's like a tree house built yeah. with like a nest up in the forest. is very cool. Yeah. You know, we get a little bit more about her in the next episode, but not really as much as I would have liked. Yeah. Now she's played by Lizzie Annis, who I think does a good job with what she's given. Yeah. Um, and just to say it, since I'm on the page, Syndrome, 
who is her celestial sibling. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes so hard. Um, is played by Zach Wyatt. Now I I'm going to defend this a little bit. No, like, it's fine if they if they had expanded on what it actually means, mm-hmm. but they leave so much heavy lifting to the audience. We're like, oh, we were born under the same star sign or whatever, and you're like, okay, cool, and I can infer that okay, they have extended magical abilities because of that, which you yeah know, plays into stuff in later episodes maybe. But I don't know. It's I feel like they don't really do much with it. Like they set it up to be something, and then you're left as the audience to do too much of the work on your own. I mean, you are left to do a fair bit of the work on your own, but I don't feel like it's too much. Like, at least in this regard. Like, other times I agree with kind of the point you're making, but with these celestial siblings, celestial twins, I don't need to know that much. They're like, like I said, it's weird fucking elfin, elven mystical, you know, society. Were you born at the same time and you're just not related or with those two little kids? Like, are you born, you know, different years apart? like, Like, there's, there's enough um um uh, like ambiguity about um you know like what happens with uh you know with the curse of the what is it the the oh the, the black sun black princess sun. Yeah. yeah and and what happens with renfrey um you know in the franchise as a whole you know like like that maybe there could be something to that yeah. or maybe it's all bullshit you know um i think in i think maybe in the netflix Universe, like a Netflix Witcher universe, it seems like it's more bullshit. But, you know, certainly in the Sapkowski short story and in the game, there's, you know, it's a little bit more ambiguous. Yeah. Like maybe there is something, All which I bring up only to say that celestial happenings, occurrences seem to have an impact on this world, or at least they, the people in it believe yeah. that they do. And so, um, so, you know, the fact that these two kids were were born in the same village under the same crazy yeah. star. I don't even know what it exactly is. Yeah, is um, it like the same birthday, is yeah. the same time? Is yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I got the sense I was under the same comet or something like that. Yeah. But you don't really get that information. You're right. Um, but just that it's it, under some sort of celestial event and that gives them abilities, I can buy that. I don't yeah. need to know more about it than that. One interesting thing about Zachary's actress, Lizzie Annis, I don't know if you noticed, did you see that when she's walking, she kind of has an interesting gait? Her gait's a little different. No. Yeah, it's because the actress um, has cerebral palsy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I think is really interesting about Blood Origin on the whole, and we pick at the story a lot, but one of the things it gets right is that it has a lot of representation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have women of color at the forefront of the story of queer characters, disabled characters, and they don't make a big deal out of it. Like, you just get to see these people existing in the world, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. It's just like, yeah, we're in the world because people exist in the world, you know? Yeah. It's that's... just a nice bit of representation that you don't normally get. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so that's that's definitely a cool thing that I'm glad you brought to our attention. Yeah, I, I... just noticed when she's walking, she had like a little bit of a limp. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting character choice. And I looked her up and I was like, oh, okay. She, you know. See, it's, it's weird. I don't think I noticed it was a limp or a, an interesting gait. I just know, like, she seemed a little... I guess we'll say different, mm-hmm. but like I just thought, like oh, because she's this this Ethereal, mystical, magical, mystical yeah. yeah, and so so she's going to be a, a little bit eccentric in some yeah. ways, and I thought maybe maybe that was kind of feeding into it. So I probably right. got the sense as opposed to noticing that, yeah, because um, yeah, she does conduct herself. She just does seem a little bit, you know, like she's um, this mage and this healer, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's got a cool vibe about her, and I just thought that was really neat. Like it's uh-huh. you know, there's a lot of representation in this, and they don't 
they don't tokenize people. It's yeah. just like, yeah, and this is like a part of the character because this is a part of real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, and you know, um, though on a subject of something that I don't know that I, I would say is, is as worthy of praise. <laughs> um, can we talk about Cinderella? Oh you mentioned God. it in so, your So real your talk, opening. guys. The first time I watched this, I honestly thought I had missed a scene. Yeah. I honestly was like, wait, how did he get out of jail? He's in this jail cell in a palace that's yeah. guarded. He's surrounded by dimeridium, like, and he just gets out of there well, somehow and they kind of hand wave it and he randomly should. I honest to God thought I had like for, missed a scene or skipped something accidentally or like missed well, an episode or. Well, the thing the thing I thought, and I don't think this is any better. I think yeah. it's just as bad as, as thinking you had missed a scene was I, um, I didn't even put two and two together that he was the that same, same guy, character yeah. in that first scene. Um, like I, I just thought this is the first time we're meeting this guy, this Cinderella yeah. guy, and um, and it wasn't until rewatching it and seeing that scene in episode one, I'm like, oh, oh, he's introduced here, and I, this is him, and oh, okay, well, how does he get out? And then when I get to this episode, and it's like, oh, he just he escapes. I wrote, he said, I escaped and vowed to destroy the gateways. And my <laughs> note after it in all caps with three question marks is, how, <laughs> how, how did you escape? I don't understand. It's not like oh, and then the monster ran into the palace and opened a, you know, knocked a hole in my cell and I was able to scamper away. So yeah. No, I just, I just escaped. Yeah. What? Like nothing has happened at the, the kingdom <laughs> yeah. that would be a disrupt where it's like, okay, that yeah. was a distraction. Maybe you could sneak out then. Um, there's really nothing. Like, yeah, yeah we, they give us nothing other than that. Oh, I escaped. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is hexering. This is totally hexering. Blood, or, Blood Origin is he totally... randomly disappeared. And they're like, oh, guess he's not in his cell. Let's open the door. <laughs> Blood yeah. Origin totally hexering. No, I yeah. mean, like, it does not, not not feel like something that show would do. Like, it does. 100%. Like. Yeah. And then I escaped off camera. Yeah. No, that was definitely, like one of the most WTF moments of this oh, entire series the, for me. I just if remember. If the clan was here, he probably, or Declan was here, he'd probably say, oh, it's a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I was watching it and I was just like, what? Huh? What? No, what? Yeah. How? Maybe, maybe he disappeared. Maybe. That's maybe. what I said. He yeah. just disappeared. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe he did. Um, <laughs> um, he star wiped out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I he believe I believe Cinderella could disappear a lot, yeah. a lot more that readily. That celestial twin power, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. So Cinderella's plan is to basically, you know, like portal over the monolith and destroy it. That's basically what. He yeah, wants but I think do. he was going to teleport them to like uh, Zintria, right? Yeah, like that was the goal. So he can destroy the monolith. But we don't know how he's going to do that. I mean, I guess I'm yeah. assuming using using magic, but this monolith is like yeah. a fucking like stone like like high-rise yeah, thing. Yeah. Like it's it's huge. We talked about it in the last episode. Like how do they unearth this thing? It's like giant. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, you with like no tools that you're, no, like no, you know, <laughs> modern tools, no wrecking balls or any, you know, being able to plant destructive charges, like going to the Empire State Building and yeah. saying, I'm going to destroy this <laughs> using just your fists and maybe a sword or something like that. <laughs> like, a little like, bit of magic. Like Valerie, I have the 
utmost <laughs> most confidence <laughs> in you. Um, you are a very, very capable woman, <laughs> one of the most capable people I know, but I don't think you could handle that. Yeah. <laughs> I think let's, that's... let's not publicly speculate about me committing acts of terrorism. Let's, <laughs> let's not do that so much. I mean, like, like, I don't think that's an act of terrorism because I think that's an no. act of delusion you thinking you could happen. do that. Yeah. Like, you're not going to take down, you know... I like, mean, my dad was a chemist. He probably knows how to... Anyway. But that's like, that's <laughs> like using tools that yeah, he does not tools, have. Yeah. Like, maybe, again, maybe that's his plan that we don't get. Maybe his plan is he's going to, um, you know, he has some, like, potions that'll work to take down this. But we don't get that. He's just yeah. going to take down this, the, destroy this monolith while um, Fjall like and Ayla... It's like step one, you know, whatever. Step two, question, question, question. Step three, profit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just this, this plan doesn't feel fully baked. And when they execute it, it seems even more like it's yeah. not fully baked. Because, you know, he opens a, 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 a port. They can go to one of the monoliths. There just happens to be another monolith. There's just monoliths out there. everywhere. Yeah. You get a monolith. You Guard, get a monolith. Everybody by, gets a monolith. Guarded by three, you know, people who are barely awake, you know, yeah. <laughs> taken out, like, pretty easily. And um, and then, like, um, and then he uses that monolith to portal to the main monolith. I guess this this one is, like, the big kind of the master monolith. I don't know what the yeah. – do you remember the term? It's not master monolith, no. but something like the, 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 the main monolith. Monolith Prime. Monolith Prime. That's a good name. That's not <laughs> what it's called. But. And he's going to destroy that, and that will take out all the other ones. And so that's his plan is to go to that. And he's like, if you come with me – It'll get you into the kingdom, so you don't have to get, get by the the gate. And you know you can kill Bellor, you can kill um, Merwin, and you know and, and have your revenge. And that's yeah. that's their plan. But they teleport into what we assume is another world. Yeah. We don't really know what I mean. It's pretty obvious it is. And you know there's a monster there, and that's how Baby the bug monster. Yeah. and that's how the, the episode ends and their story ends. Now we're we're not done talking about this episode yet. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you know that's that's basically cut to credits, and that's the the sort of cliffhanger. Now I do think that's a pretty effective cliffhanger. Um, it is kind of a creepy sort of bug monster. Yeah. Um, Ayla's pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, you know? don't the, the, you don't know because <laughs> even if you think it's a plant, like maybe it's poisonous. You don't, know. <laughs> well, don't go touching strange well, you shit. Think she'd be smarter. Yeah. You know, know um as someone who has seen some shit yeah the and go you know like monsters exist and well, you know they're coming from this monolith world and well they don't know that I mean, the monsters are kind of new to their. Yeah, but they do award. know that there's a monster. Like, they do know a monster took everybody out. Yeah, they but talk like, about how big but I'm sure and, yeah. I gotta imagine they have stuff like, like at least like stuff like toxic plants and yeah. and, and 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 animals with venom. They like, yeah. may not be monsters, and so you know, seeing some weird thing that you don't yeah, know what it is, you don't know it. that yeah. that thing could be like poisonous, could melt your flesh off if you touch it. Or, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't know what like what it could be. Um, at the very least, like I said, yeah, it could give you a rash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be the equivalent of poison oak, you know. Um, so, I, I, yeah, that's not very smart. I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ding Ayla a bit on that. Come on, girl, you're supposed <laughs> to be a, supposed to be have it have it more together than that. Um, you know, the only other thing that we didn't touch on about this storyline is that um, this is when Fial finds out that Merwin did indeed kill his sister. Yeah, slit his sister's throat. That's true. So. That's true. Right. After he had had that. That kind of <laughs> that hot sort of yeah. like hallucination, hot slash creepy yeah. uh, hallucination, where you know, you realize these two actually have some good sexual chemistry, yeah. and it's like, nope, you're never going to see them together again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Just bye. yeah, he, you know, she killed his sis, and you know, now he knows. 
Um, or, you know, could be like Geralt in, um, in the Hexer where it's like, he finds out, yeah. you know, um, Renfrey killed, you know, this Medica. Medica and he's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I love it when you do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you say that. You've done it a couple times. You're always just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. So, um, anyhow, I don't think that's the reaction Fiel has. <laughs> no. Um, he seems a little upset. Yeah. But let's get back to, to Merwin. Zintria. Um, and Zintria. Um, because there's a few things to unpack here. So Merwin, go, we find out um, that Aridin has a little boy toy. Yeah. Has a little, you know, I don't know how serious he is about this guy. They seem pretty serious. You think they're in love? Do yeah, you think they're I do. Like, supposed to I be do in love? I think they are. Okay. Now, this is the thing I love about this episode. And I don't know if this carries on through the rest of the series. I kind of feel like it does. We at no point learn this guy's name. Like, he never says the name. I no. looked up the name. Do you know what the name is, Tim? Merchant? No, it's Brian. His Brian? name is Brian. It's got, <laughs> it's got an accent. So there's like a little accent over the eyes. So it's probably not pronounced Brian, but I am calling him Brian. I love it. You've got like Aridin and Melda and Zachary, and then there's Brian. It's <laughs> great. Man, I'm trying to remember the words to the Life of Brian yeah. theme song now. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it's Brian with an accent over the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm Brian, and so is my wife. Yeah, I'm sure it's something like Brienne or Bren or whatever, but no, it's Brian, and I love it. If you don't say it in the show, I get to pronounce it however I want. I, they, I they agree. They go through an entire episode without saying it, which I feel is another And if they don't give them a name, I, we make up names. That's weird. Exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> but this does bug me about the writing as well. It's just like, hey, just give the guy a name. Like, have somebody say the name once. Like, uh -huh. come on. I mean, cutting room floor. I'm I sure. know, man. I'm sure. Um, Brian, I love it. So, but he, now Brian is lowborn. He's yes. a merchant. Um, and Aridin has been, you know, like, yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been talking in bed a little, we'll say, oh my God, you know, Aridin um, basically like, spills their entire military operation yeah. to his boyfriend who has a vested interest in mm, how it goes, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you know, and Merwin finds out about this and, yeah. and basically uses it to her advantage, mm -hmm. tries to get Aridin who commands, he's a general, commands yeah. the army, um, in her camp to basically take down Balor. Yeah, and, and by appealing to, she's going to offer to raise Brian up and make uh, him, uh, was it an ambassador or something or in her something, council Some or sort of council like member, yeah. yeah, like make him a, a part of her, her advisor, now, her, Tim, her council. I have a very important question for you about this scene. Mm -hmm. Hair hat, <sighs> yay uh, or nay? <laughs> What so, are your opinions on the hair hat, Tim? So Tell I'm gonna, me. I'm going to read you one. <laughs> I'm going to read you my note here, yeah. Valerie, which is um, um, after like we, we, you know, when I was taking notes and after I wrote a little bit about this, I wrote, man, we're going to get into the fucking hair hat <laughs> thing, aren't we? So <laughs> You don't even know me. <laughs> so I don't know. You're going to probably be frustrated with me. <laughs> But no I don't fucking care about, about this hat. hat. <laughs> I think this hat is just, it's, it's, 
it's 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 a thing, you know. Like she has like this crazy hairstyle that looks like a hat. Yeah, you know, like like she wears crazy dresses that look like you know um, buildings a little bit. Like it's just <laughs> you know, um, Merwin has this crazy style, and this just seems like part of it to me. And um, and I didn't even notice it until you like made a big thing on our Twitter account out of this. I <laughs> so, freaking love the hair hat. I, I mean, the I'm first glad time you love I watched it. it, I was like. That's an interesting, wait, wait, is that made of hair? <laughs> it is. It's a hat, but it's made of hair. It's a hair hat. No, I loved it. It was so bizarre and so bonkers and it, it was is, great. It is, but so is most yeah. of what she wears and, and, and it works for her. Like all this stuff works for her. Like, I'm glad you love it because yeah. like, I don't hate it. Like, but are there, there are people who hate it? Like, I think what? there are people that were kind of, I don't know. Yeah, there were people that were like turned you, off by it, but I thought it was just so brilliant and weird. And you seem to cool. suggest it was a controversy when, um, yeah. when you you posted about this. Some people, some people had not the best, not bad reactions, but they were like, yeah, what is this? <laughs> what is this monstrosity against nature? But I loved it. And credit where credit's due. Um, I follow her on Instagram. Deb Watson is one of the like main hair and makeup people that was on Blood Origin. And uh -huh. she, they actually showed a lot of behind the scenes stuff on her Instagram. And she talked about how a lot of it is actually the actress's hair. Yeah. Like I think the hair hat was probably a piece and they like weaved her, but a lot of the braids and stuff are, they actually do it naturally and it's her hair and it's not like external pieces that they just put on. See, now, yeah. what I noticed in this episode, um, talking about Merwin, was she had some pretty cool-looking sort of braiding going on. Yeah, she hair. had a lot of awesome braids, like, especially like, in this episode. Yeah, earlier. And so what it felt like to me was like the braids were just leveling up with each scene. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, one, it was just one the braid, the then there was form. like a few other braids. Yeah, and then it yeah. was like like ultimate form, you know, like, yeah, like – um. Like, like if you, you know, Pokemon, the ultimate yeah. evolution, you know, her hair is like, you know, um, most powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and, so, and that's what it felt like to me was that they were kind of leveling up her hair and yeah. like, how much crazier can we get it? How much more, yeah. like, how much further can we push this? And we're like, let's create a whole fucking hat out of it. And that's I what it felt it. like it a little super, bit to me. It was bananas. <laughs> um, you know, but like, I didn't, the truth is like, I thought about this watching this episode this time, first time I didn't even notice it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I think in fairness, me being, uh, you know, like, uh, like a young, straight, heterosexual male. She's also wearing a very low-cut dress, yes. and she looks fucking awesome in it. So I think I was a little distracted, Valerie, <laughs> and maybe that's why I didn't notice the hair hat. Yeah, your <laughs> eyes were elsewhere. My eyes were a little bit elsewhere. Um, and I was also, you know, the, the truth of the matter is all that, like, you know, me being, you know, very, very superficial aside, um, it is an important scene. Like yeah. she is, she's putting her she's neck out. She's doing some power plays. Yeah, she's yeah. making a power play, but also putting her, you know, taking a real risk and we don't know what's going to happen. And so, you know, I do think Merwin's story is one of the better developed stories in um, in this, The I mean, as, as well developed as any story gets in, in this um, four episode series. So I was caught up in that. And so I think I was, a, I was yeah. one thinking, oh my God, she's smoking hot, but two, <laughs> also at the same time thinking like, I hope she doesn't die. I hope yeah. this isn't, you know, uh-oh, uh what's going to happen to her? Yeah. You know, um, like I was a little bit sort of worried about that too. Like, um, like it leaves off, her story leaves off with, you know, her presenting this and saying, let me know. 
and um, and clearly Brian yeah. <laughs> wants you know he he, yeah, wants, he wants his power. yeah he wants speaking of low cut outfits Brian's rocking some oh, low yeah. cut yeah oh, and uh, Brian is played by Nathaniel Curtis Brian's a good yeah. looking guy yeah I mean, Brian's also just, very attractive I'm, I'm naturally going to notice you know yeah. uh, Merwin a bit more than Brian but I don't blame anyone noticing yeah. Brian yeah, yeah he's a he's an attractive yeah, he's guy he's got very low cut things as well and I'm not mad at it and even the scenes with um, Aridin are are pretty pretty well shot pretty yeah. hot you know yeah. when you when you first find out what's going on there. Yeah, they've got um, some chemistry. They do for sure. Um, I don't think, you know, I mean, like all, like like all, all respect to the actor, I wouldn't necessarily er- say Aridin's a, a traditionally attractive character to me. I mean, I don't. He doesn't strike me as a very. You know, like sometimes I see these male actors and I'm like, of course everyone thinks they're high. Like it's just, he's very pretty. Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, he he feels a little more awkward to me mm. than um, than Brian. Brian, just feels <laughs> you're, like, you're da- your team, Brian. Yeah, yeah, Brian has a little bit of that um, Vilgefort's yeah, sort of energy going yeah, for him. Some you know? sex appeal, yeah, some je ne sais quoi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I, a I feel, something extra. I feel that a little bit more coming from like I'm just saying, Brian. You know, you could probably do. A a little better you know, <laughs> if you wanted to. You don't need this. You might have to at the end of the series. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. get to that in two episodes. <laughs> so tell us about this whiskey, Tim. I will. I have um I have some things here and um and then we'll discuss it. Um, and we'll discuss this bottle in particular, but let's start with what I have down here. Um, just some background info on Garrison Brothers. Garrison Brothers Distillery is located in High, Texas, which is about an hour west of Austin. It was founded by Dan Garrison and his wife, Nancy, who brought Dan's brother, Charlie, on board not too long after. So um, Charlie and Dan are the Garrison brothers. Um, They started the distillery in 2006 when it was granted the first stiller's permit for bourbon outside of Kentucky or Tennessee, making it the oldest legal bourbon distillery in Texas. Now, the other big figure at Garrison Brothers is Donis Todd, who's their master distiller. Um, It's Donis, not Dennis. I I hope I'm pronouncing it right because I haven't heard his name said out loud. Um, But Donis is a veteran who learned how to distill while he was in the service and had no professional distilling experience prior to the Garrison – prior to – starting at Garrison Brothers. He just showed up randomly not long after the distillery first started operating and told Dan Garrison he wanted to distill bourbon for him. At the time, Dan had almost no employees and agreed to let Donis help out with the still. Eventually, the two developed a real bond and trust, and now Donis is one of the industry's most highly regarded distillers. Perhaps the biggest challenge that Garrison Brothers has to contend with is high, severe heat. It's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. What's that in centigrade Celsius, Valerie? <laughs> it's about 26.6. Celsius? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's that or hotter for nine months a year, and it gets well over triple digits throughout the summer and fall. The heat proved to be too intense at first until they found a cooper willing to create thick specialty barrels that can stand up to the heat. Now it's seen as something that sets their bourbon apart. It's darker, richer, and fuller, which they credit to that heat and um, the intensity it brings. It also, um, their their thoughts are they can age their whiskey for a little bit less time because it's because of that heat. So most of their whiskeys are aged um, uh, about three years. This mm. one's a three-year whiskey. Um, they, have, they do have some that are aged longer, but um, I think like their kind of base level is three years. Now... Um, Let's talk about the whiskey that they distill, um, or maybe I should say bourbon. 
rather than whiskey because that's all they make, bourbon. However, they have several varieties of it, some of them highly acclaimed and popular. One of these is their award-winning, and this I am probably going to mispronounce because it's um, – it's a, a name of a location I don't know. Belmore, Belmorea, Hea maybe, Belmorea, something like that. Um, they have a bourbon named Belmorea, twice barrel bourbon. It's named after, um, I think, a location in Texas. And um, it received a double gold at both the 2020 San Diego International Wine and Spirits Challenge and the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. But their most popular bourbon is their barrel strength cowboy bourbon, which comes from Dan and Donis's favorite barrels and is released in extremely limited quantities once a year. It's 134.8 proof and is one of the most highly coveted bourbons in America. Sean, are you familiar with it? Have you heard of it? Yeah, we have it at the store. I never actually tasted that one though. You really you do have it at the store? It must oh, go we we've gotten it at the store. It must go for a lot, right? That one is over it's yeah, that one's I think like 130, 140, somewhere in that oh, really? in that area. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it even higher than that. Mm. Um as for their small batch bourbon, which is what we're drinking, it's aged for three years and is 94 proof. It may not be quite so acclaimed, but it's also won a share of rewards. Though one thing to note is that Garrison Brothers is known for trying new things, and they hold a philosophy that consistency is boring. Um, so what? Uh, that's basically to say their small batch bourbon one year may be kind of distinctly different from their bourbon the next year. Mm. Um, now, according to them, their small batch 2022 tasting notes are, and here we go, Valerie, <laughs> subtle nose of golden delicious apple meat and honey. Apple meat. Apple meat? <laughs> apple meat and honey. I was going to say apple, but like what is apple? Like, I think it's just, just like not the skin. The <laughs> yeah, everything not but the, the skin. skin. Yeah. Um, sweet floral verbena. Fresh cut grass, saddle leather, cinnamon, and honey. Springtime flavors. Saddle leather? Yes. So not just yep. leather, but like saddle, saddle leather. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> now, spring, I'm, not even, I'm, still, I'm still going through them. <laughs> springtime flavors of honeysuckle and orange candy, yellow pound cake, baking spices, lemon gumdrops, and sugar cookies. Long and long and engrossing finish, complex, smoky county fair caramel apple sprinkled with walnuts and cinnamon. <laughs> they said cinnamon twice there. Um, it's not just at first. Okay, we got to break this down. <laughs> okay, it's not just a caramel Rainbows, apple. lollipops, and uh-huh. <laughs> it's a. County Fair apple, <laughs> caramel, caramel apple, apple with what was the nut? Sprinkled with walnuts, walnuts and cinnamon. And cinnamon. First uh-huh. of all, cinnamon and caramel apple. No, thank you. But like, <laughs> that's um, okay. See, I, I would go with some cinnamon on a caramel apple. I'm just saying, mm. you know. I don't It'd think it'd be too messy. Uh, I mean, well, caramel apples are messy yeah, now. If you're cinnamon, having a caramel you know, yeah. apple, yeah. you're committing to just being Yeah, a buy the ticket, take slip. the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. You know, we got to talk about this bottle. Now, Valerie and I know this, Sean, producer Sean knows this, but you listeners don't. Um, this bottle was actually um, obtained for us, specifically for us, um, by Queen Denise. Thank you, Queen Denise. Um, but she obtained it directly from Dan Garrison, um, who, um, I, 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 Sean, maybe you know more about this. I believe it was a tasting event of some some sort. Do you know what this was from? It was, yeah, and I forget the location. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, he was you know, hosting a tasting of uh, a few different Garrison Brothers mm-hmm. uh, bourbons. 
so Queen Denise has probably tried that one that uh, the 130 oh, the cowboy one yeah. the cowboy one yeah uh-huh. uh, I don't recall exactly true to form <laughs> could have done the research didn't yeah, yeah. but well, uh, you know what this... you're getting into by now yeah. <laughs> But uh, he did offer a personal message to the podcast. So uh-huh. thank you very much, Dan Garrison, yeah, for, you, Dan. Uh, for this yeah. model. Well, that's the thing is it's like um, my understanding is she mentioned us to him and he he you know, I don't know if you happen to if you are actually listening to this episode, Dan Garrison, we really appreciate Hi, this. Dan. Um, and we're really enjoying this this bourbon of, of yours. But um um, he seemed to get a kick out of the fact that we had discussed the ice cream. Um, because ice cream, for those of you who haven't listened to this, this side quest we did a while back, it's in our feed, you know, you can find it. It's not too long. Um, but Garrison brothers did a collaboration with McConnell's ice cream, um, and created a flavor, which I don't even remember what it was. It was, it was uh, whiskey, pecan, praline, I believe something it, I like mean, that. Yeah, yeah. That was the flavor, but it had, I don't remember the exact name, but it had the Garrison brothers, um, um, distillery name in it. Look for a side quest called Ice Cream Social. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, but the thing is, yeah, Valerie described it well. It was like a, a pecan, pecan, um, praline sort of ice cream that used, um, Garrison Brothers whiskey in, you know, in, you know, as one it of its was good. And it was super, super good. We all loved it a lot. I and just looked it up. Garrison Brothers whiskey and pecan or pecan ice cream or pecan pralines. Okay. Garrison Brothers Whiskey Pecan Praline Ice yeah. Cream. And you get this at McConnell's if you have a McConnell's in your area. If you don't, I'm sorry. I think they luck. sell it online too. Uh, but. They, they might. I do know it's limited edition, so you can only get it on occasion. And they re- recently brought it back, but it may mm-hmm. be gone again for all I know because um, it's been a little bit since we heard about it coming back. But anyhow, Dan heard about that and I think seemed to get a, a kick out of that and wanted to hear it and 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 um, and gifted us this bottle, which he signed for us. I'm going to read what he wrote. It's a little hard to make out because we've been drinking this bottle. <laughs> um, I think he says, friends of Whiskey with Witcher, uh, may you enjoy drinking this bourbon as much as we enjoy making it. I think this says salud and then Dan Garrison. Oh, thank you, so, Dan. We are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but this very, is, very much. This yeah. is signed. And we I took a, a picture of this, so we'll post it on our um, Instagram for you to see the message that he wrote for us. Um, but we do get, obviously, we've talked about getting bottles from, from um, Denise in the past. Um Usually not directly from the distill, yeah, you know, the distiller's founder. Yeah. And yeah, this um, is a special one. Like yeah. Senpai noticed us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but like, what, what do we, what do we think of, of, of this now? We got to give our honest opinion. Yeah. No, um, I genuinely do like it. I like that it's got, it's very complex. Mm-hmm. It's sweet on the front and then kind of punches yeah. you a little bit in the back, which I'm yeah. always a big fan of. Yeah. Now. What I like about it now, we we laughed about the the tasting notes a bit, mm-hmm. but what I like about this whiskey is because it's so bold. Yeah. I actually I think a lot of those sort of essences really come through. Like you were laughing about saddle leather, but I definitely get the leather. But is it saddle leather, Tim? I mean, I haven't smelled too many saddles. <laughs> I don't go around sniffing saddles, so I don't know. But hey, you know, liar. <laughs> I, I I gotta feel like you know these guys often kind of this like you know sort of more rural Texas probably know that know a thing or two about horses. I mean, I guess I'm stereotyping, but I don't know. You know, I feel like they, they, you know, they probably been, they probably know their saddles better than I do in Texas. <laughs> um, so, um, so I'm going to trust the saddle leather thing. Someone knew that. Um, I actually, but I do get, um, 
I do get the leather. I get kind of grass. I get butter and, and cinnamon and kind I of brown sugar. I do get the cake. You know, yeah. they mention cake and I'm like, okay, I can sort of, I can see that a little bit. Yeah. But it is, you're right. It's kind of sweet, you know, at first on the palate, but then it kind of, you know, it does sort of punch you a little bit yeah. at the end. You know, it's it's like, it's a, it has a little bit of attitude, this yeah. bourbon, and I like that. Yeah. It has some uh, like some grainy spice on the end, which mm. is uh, really good. Does it uh, does it say what the mash bill is? Because um, I'm guessing like because you can definitely taste some you know some rye and maybe a little bit of wheat on the end too. So, um, oh god, can I read this? Let's see. Okay, so yeah, like I don't know that it says the exact mash bill. Um, I didn't. I, I would have. I would have made note of that if it had in in the information. But here's the one thing, um, if you're unfamiliar about Garrison Brothers, like I said, they 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 um, they release a new small batch each year. This is the 2022 variety that we are sampling. I doubt 2023 is available yet. Um, the bottle has its own unique number. Um, and um, it does have the corn variety. And this is something of note. They use food grade corn. This is food grade number one white. Um, now, I don't know what food grade number one white means, but I do, my understanding is, and I don't know, Sean, if you have more information about this, if you know this much about the process or not, but my understanding is most distilleries do not use food grade corn. Like they use, um, uh, a, you know, like it wouldn't be corn that would be sold for consumption. It's corn that's used and grown and sold. Throw for it in the mash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which isn't to say it's, it's bad, but it's just, it's, you know, not at a quality level, that you would sell to people to eat. It just, it's not, you know, it's not at that level. And so the, but, but Garrison Brothers always uses food grade corn, um, which could be a reason why, and this is the one thing we do have to discuss about this bourbon is it's priced so high because Garrison Brothers, they're not cheap. You yeah. know, we're again, very, very, very grateful. This was, this was provided to us. Thank you very much, um, Dan and, and the Garrison Brothers Distillery. Um, because um because this is a this is not a cheap yeah. bottle. I looked it up on first of all, I looked it up on 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 you know at your store at Bevmo, Sean, um last night. And one, all the Garrison Brothers, at least on the website, is showing as being out of out of stock. Um, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. You would know maybe better than I would, but on the site it's saying it's out of stock. And this was priced at about eighty-five dollars, mm. maybe. Um and um and so yeah, and this is this is this is their kind of flagship, their, you know, um, sort of starting bourbon. Um, and they go up to like a single barrel cowboy, um, bourbon are kind of their, their select barrels. They have other things like that, that when I mentioned Bell, 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 what was I, what did I call it now? <laughs> um, Belmorea, um, which is twice aged. Um, it's aged in, in, uh, for, for, I think three years in these white oak, um, barrels. And then it's, taken out and moved to other white oak barrels where it's aged for another year. Apparently the process works because that one's won all sorts of awards. Um, that one's going to be more costly. They do a, a honey bourbon that is supposedly one of the best out there. Um, so none of these are, are what I'd call budget friendly or even mid-level. This is kind of top shelf stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and so, so, so yeah, it is a little bit, for some of our listeners, will definitely be a little bit more cost prohibitive if you want to try it out. 
but it is, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, it, it maybe earns its price. It's uh, it is, I would say that it's one that earns it. It's yeah. one that, uh, you know, when like when a residual check comes in, it's like, all right, I'll throw down some <laughs> brothers. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good to have this in the a bar because it's, it's different. And I could see some, sometimes when, when this might be something I would, I would really enjoy because it does stand out from other mm-hmm. bourbons that we've had. Um, you know, what I would say, I, I mentioned to you earlier, I tried this before. I don't, I believe it was a small batch. It was, wouldn't have been this year, maybe it would have been the previous years, but I tried it because, um, I found a bar that had it and I just, I just had a glass, which wasn't a cheap glass, but it's a little bit more affordable if right. you're just paying for one glass and you, you can just sample it and see if it's something you enjoy. That might be an option. Um, and I know they are trying to get um, their bourbon in more locations. It's not in all 50 states, but I think it's in over 40 of them now. And um, and you know, and and I don't know about international. That's the one thing they are still considered a smaller distillery. So if you're an international listener, you might not be able to get this overseas. So you have to come to the states. <laughs> come say hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, one thing I will say about this is just my personal kind of the sense I get like I've never met Dan Garrison um Denise did and I think you know if memory serves I think she said he was really nice and she you know they had a they had a you know really great discussion um but um but like I I just I kind of like I just like these guys because um you know I was looking at and like certain things like I was I I when I was kind of researching you know the distillery I found like they are their one of their philosophies is you know um, mistakes are fine own up to them when you make them though you know and and, but like everyone makes mistakes and you know and and we grow and we learn from that the fact that they like gave their distiller you know like a a chance this guy who just showed up out of nowhere no professional experience he learned how to distill while he was in the service by visiting various distilleries when he was stationed in different places and he just shows up randomly and says he wants to distill for them and they gave him a shot you know I think it's kind of kind of cool and like I when I was reading some of the stuff like one of the things I came across um like they they had some quotes by the guy who kind of heads their marketing and his official title is just head marketing dude you know <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like funny. I kind of just dig their sort of you know philosophy it's kind of like a cowboy they, vibe you yeah, know? yeah yeah and they are really much very much a uh um a family business. There's a, a video, they have like a YouTube channel and not a lot there, but they had like a video they released for father's day. Um, I guess their father, you know, has kind of helped, you know, he's influenced them as well. Yeah. And, and they're like, you know, pretty much now, you know, he, he, he's a great ambassador. He goes to, to, um, different bars and basically buys our whiskey for like, you know, pretty young girls there. And he's like, that's a good job for like my, like our dad at this point, you know? <laughs> and, um, I don't know. It just seemed like they have a good sort of humor about That's everything funny. and He's about like each their sales other. Rep, yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim. It's time for our favorite segment, the mm-hmm. Care Moron of the episode. The Care Moron of the episode. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. I feel like this one's pretty clear to me. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. So far, we're one for one. But um, I mean, there are. There maybe are like you know two options, but I don't know. One seems like to me the no-brainer for this episode. Mm. You're giving me a look. Mm. Do you want me to you want yeah, me to go first? Yeah, I want first? you to go first. Okay. So um 
My Kermoron for this episode is Aridin. Okay, that's who I picked too. Yeah, see? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you earlier do... you had talked about Ayla and like, yeah, yeah she's I kind of like, felt like someone, you might go on that path. Someone could, and, but yeah. like, I think Ayla, Ayla was dumb, but I don't think like Kermoron level dumb. Tim, like, what if we're four for four? Like, like it's What like if to- we go all the way through Blood Origin and we're simpatico the entire time? It's like totally, well, I mean, it's totally Aridin. I mean, yeah. like, like, come on. Like, first of all, Little little behind the scenes stuff. I am like um, through the through my day job. Every now and then, every now and then, I am given privileged information, yeah. information that I am not supposed to reveal to um, to others. And here, like, like what? Like spoiler alert! <laughs> I don't I don't reveal that to others. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Valerie is my best friend. Yeah. She knows like 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 the the most like serious like 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 no, very few people like know stuff. me yeah, as yeah. as well as she does but i have never told her any of this stuff and i never would and i'm sure if we if things were reversed same yeah. you know she would she would not be telling me this stuff you know this is privileged information it's like for a reason and you know in my case it's just you know hey i don't want to lose my job yeah but in the case of what we're talking about here with eridan it's like I don't want to, you know, like lose the kingdom. Yeah. You know, I don't want to lose my head. I yeah, don't want to, you know, military tactics. Yeah, I don't want like my armies to be defeated and like um, thousands of soldiers under my command to die. You know, these are pretty high stakes. And he's like, just like, you know, um, like, like just making chit chat with his Mouthing like boy to toy, boyfriend, yeah. you know, at, while they're in bed together about all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, I, it gets me hot and bothered grain supply. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, I get, you know, you got to make small talk, but come on, talk about like, you know, your favorite bard songs or talk about, you know, um, like how the song about the black rose. It's really <laughs> all the rage right now. Talk yeah. about, talk about like, like Merwin's crazy fashion. Like, yeah. did you see she was wearing that, that hat made out of hair today you know like like there's so many things you could talk about besides this and you're dropping it to this guy who you know is like lowborn and you know like 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 and he and like it does get out and all he says is like oh you're going to be the death of me come on all my soldiers are going to starve yeah yeah. like it just and then you know and now he's gotten himself in a little bit of a situation a pickle if you will yeah with Merwin and like yeah not going to end well, you know, for him long term. Um, at the absolute least, you know, he's cost himself some 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 defeats, some some lives in his his army. Like he's made things harder for himself. But at worst, potentially, this could lead to some really bad things, even including the death of his 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 guy friend or yeah. the or his death so i don't know stupid like it just yeah. you don't do that don't it's, reveal military tactics yeah so in he's pillow talk yeah yeah to me he's absolutely the care moron of this episode yeah i agree that was pretty much what i had to say about that too yeah yeah i figured that um i don't know so many times we've thought we've been on the same path and then we've diverged i feel you know, totally but I feel so like far they're pretty one for one yeah, i feel like ago. so far there are fewer options yeah. like it's like they're all obvious in these episodes 
Whereas other times we've disagreed because there have been like a few where it's like, oh, I could, like I never, like I very rarely disagree with you and think like, yeah. oh, um, that's a bad choice or why did you pick that? Like this is clearly a bad, like very rarely do I think that. It's usually like I've considered the people you pick too and I just went with someone else. Right. So, um, you know, I guess like people in the Witcher universe just get dumber as time <laughs> goes on. Um, in Geralt's time, there's like far more options for Kaer Morons. Um, but, um, but here in Blood Origin, you know, it's a yeah. lot clearer. It's usually just one or two dumbasses, and usually one is just far worse than the others. So like Ayla yeah. was dumb, but yeah. not, you know, potentially costing, you know, thousands of lives. Right, dumb. yeah. Yeah. So, all right, simpatico. Simpatico. Woo. Oh, it's going to make your your Instagram posts so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Merwin dresses. Now we have less choices here than we did. You know, in the last we do, episode. we don't though, because one thing I noticed in talking about the the passage of time in Blood Origin, how it's kind of wacky. She has like four or five different outfits throughout the course of this episode. Does so she? like, yeah, there's a lot more time passing for her. Then there seems to be for the, you know, our little fellowship. So mm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, she has a bunch of, she has like a different outfit practically every every time she's on camera, she has huh. like a different outfit on. Um, it's funny because I noticed that more in the last episode. Yeah. It seemed a lot, a lot more distinct, whereas this one, it didn't seem like she had that many to me. But I trust your eye out on these sort of things far better than I trust mine. So if you say... She had like four or five different the key, outfits. Like the then. hair really gives it away. Like she has different hairstyles to go yeah. with all of them. So it's like, oh, her hair's down. Okay, now her hair's in this braid thing. Okay, now mm. she's got the hair hat. It's like, yeah, she's got a lot more, you know, it's interesting because the timeline is kind of wonky. And it's just yeah. like, okay, more time is passing in the empire than it is with our people on the ground. Well, on one hand, I kind of want you to go second because you always have better things to say about this. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want if on the off chance that we pick the same dress, dress like I we feel picked like the, same, pick the moron, same dress, then I kind of I don't want to. You didn't really have much to say because I yeah. kind of said it all. So then in that case, then I want you to go first. Yeah. Okay. Well, my dress is the uh, dress that she wears with the hair hat. Yeah. 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 It's that's cool. mine too. <laughs> it's a cool you talked about it being low. I don't know if it's necessarily low. It's just there's not a lot of material in the middle. Like. She's yeah, got I, these, it's like a band, a reverse bandeau kind of thing where she's got, yeah, um, two fabric straps going down over her chest, but then there's a big deep V in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, she's showing off really, her chest. Yeah, it's really cool though. It's very gauzy. There's a lot of flow to it. Like uh, I thought it was very, very neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. And then, I mean, I, I know the hair hat isn't part of the dress, but it's part of the whole get It's part up. of the look, yeah. And, um. And yeah, I mean, to me, this is the, of all, everything she wears in this episode, this is the one that grabbed my attention. Yeah. Now, like I will admit part of it is because it's a little bit revealing, um, but but Mirren Mack can completely yeah. pull that off. Like yeah. she looks fabulous. She has exactly the right body type for this. Yeah. And I'm sure it's because the designer's designing, you know, for for right. her type. Very thin type, yeah. Yeah, but she can, she can pull this off, you know? Yeah, because like, it's, it's low, but you don't see anything. Yeah. Like there's a lot of and, skin exposure but it still covers her. And I don't think yeah. she's, I don't think she's what I would call very busty. So it's not like there's like all yeah. this cleavage, you know, she, you, it really does just kind of look sleek on her yeah. and, and, and yeah, like not, you know, it's, it's like, it shows, it shows skin, but not, it doesn't right. get sort of, um, I guess risque or titillating. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, um, so I mean, she's just, 
the perfect, you know, actress, the perfect model for this, this work of fashion. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I think it suits her really, really well. And, you know, the fact that she has this crazy hair on top of it, um, just makes it interesting. And frankly, I don't know, well... I guess, you know, I guess if Aridin's, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't swing that way, I could get, I could see maybe why he could resist her in that dress, but I sure wouldn't be able to. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Sure. Yeah. Sign me okay, up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My army's Sounds yours. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can you turn your hair hat my way? Just a little bit more? You know? um, yeah. She looks spectacular. Yeah. It's a cool um, dress for sure. Yeah. But I do, I do want to give honorable mention to her her um, cloak because you even you're <laughs> even cloak. giving it a little bit of <laughs> praise and I'm like it's just as it stands out just as much I don't as Jennifer's think it, does, but it totally okay. <laughs> does I think it's just um, um, elves are far more flamboyant in how they dress yeah. so she blends in in her flamboyancy but it is every bit that's true to be fair if Jennifer was running around in a blue cloak I probably would be like okay I mean Siri runs around in a blue cloak but But not like this blue this is like a bright like like, yeah bright bright light blue blue. yeah Yeah. and yeah and I don't know I don't you seem to have a problem with the purple itself but like I think purple would work it's just if you're going undercover Tim Mm -hmm. and you're running around like with the peasants it is not a peasant color. Yeah. That is not a color that the common folk would be able to replicate. I don't think replicate. this is either, but I don't yeah. think she's trying to hide as a peasant. Right. I think she's, she's trying, trying to, to hide. not be an empress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and it's successful with that. But anyway, I appreciate that you um, you actually, <laughs> you know, like this cloak better than the, the ones we've seen. It's and, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Again, we're not going to do um, off the path for this series it just doesn't make sense this whole series there's a guy's name's Avalok he's in some stuff the end he's in some (laughs) stuff Um, but he's not the thing is like you know they're not necessarily off the path with Avalok this is just you know stuff that um, happens before the books Um, yeah so we're not going to do off the path Um, and we don't really have anything to talk about for Crossroads of Destiny we're hoping they'll drop more Witcher season 3 stuff that we like can maybe trailer. discuss yeah, yeah. another I think you're trailer. right I think if they do um Netflix Geek Tweak that's yeah. probably when they'll do a and trailer here's, here's the thing like I I'm hoping by the time you hear this they've announced Geek Tweak I think if they have not by the time you hear this it's it's not, not happening happen, yeah. yeah because um it's usually in if memory serves it's in early June obviously we know um Witcher season 3 is dropping end of June so um so I mean it has to for it to be a part of it it has to be early June if they've decided to do Geek Tweak in the fall or something like that then um then you know they're not going to be talking, Witcher won't be a part of it. So um, whether it's happening or not, you know, if you haven't heard of it happening, probably by the time um, this episode drops that we're recording, then it's my guess it's probably not. So hopefully you've heard about it. Hopefully yeah. we know it's coming <laughs> at this point and, and, um, and hopefully we'll have um, stuff to talk about soon. But yeah, so unfortunately no Crossroads of Destiny, which brings us then, I guess, to our final toast our farewell toast um and that's that's on you my it is on me and i did not write it down so i'm breaking with tradition i like when you do it off the cuff i feel like that's a proper toast i like when i do it off the cuff but not when i've had a couple glasses of whiskey and then i have to make words make sense well see i tried i tried to like actually do something like i had a a a a whole thing. I even texted it to you afterwards in mind that I was going to say last time and I fucked it all up. <laughs> I'm better when I do it off the cuff. So, you know, uh, I think, I think this might work well for you. All um, right. But, 
We're drinking now, just to one last time, Garrison Brothers Small Batch Texas Straight Bourbon. So that's what we're drinking. Mm -hmm. Thanks again to the Garrison Brothers yeah, Distillery. Thank so Thanks much. again to Dan Garrison. Um, and um, and yeah, I mean, we all loved it. So yeah. so anyhow, we'll lift our glasses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and now it's all you. So with the release of the teaser trailer and a few still images, Witcher fandom has suddenly come back to life on the internet. Yes. It's been super exciting. You know, for so long we've had kind of like the bitter fan bros and it's a welcome change to see people that are actually super excited about the new season and they're talking about it and they're drawing fan art and they're writing fanfic and just like, it's been really, really delightful to actually be on social media and see people excited about this thing that we love for once. Uh -huh. So I want to toast the Witcher fans oh. that are out and about and talking about Witcher and looking forward to season three. Um, I've enjoyed talking with you guys. Tim and I have gotten to interact with a few of you. I actually, this past weekend, got to take part in a um, Witcher watch party, which mm -hmm. was super fun. It was people from all over the world, and I got to talk to some fans that were in like Europe and Australia and a few in the US as well. And we watched some episodes from season one, and there was some snarky commentary, and it was super fun and super delightful. So thank you guys so much for welcoming Tim and me into this wild world of fandom. We're so excited with you guys to see season three. And I'm so excited to see like all the discussion and the content that you've been making. So I am cheersing the Witcher fandom. Guys, I can't wait to see season three with you. Cheers. Cheers. And what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> that was fantastic. Tangent. Yeah. That was fantastic. Come on. I'm drinking to I'm that. I'm so excited. It's so nice. Seriously, though. It's so nice after all the like bitter Bettys on the internet to see people that are genuinely looking forward to the show like us. It's like, yay, there are people out there. See, I try to do things off the cuff and I'm like, what am I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> stutter, 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 blah, blah, blah. And Valerie is like, oh, I always write stuff down. I'm going to have to do it off the cuff. I'm going to be so bad. And like, like your, your off the cuff is better than the shit I write. Like, why do I even, why am I even here? <laughs> you come up with great stuff, Tim. You always make me think and explore tangents that I never would have dreamed of exploring. Well, that, so, yeah. That was a wonderful toast. Thank I'm you. always happy to drink to Witcher fans. Um, and it was well, very, very well spoken, very well made. Um, I mean, it's honest. It's, I'm really excited to see people that seem to be psyched about the upcoming season like we are you and know it, there's been so much toxicity and just to see people like be joyful is a welcome change well I'm, I'm also curious you mentioned um this this fan screening and we were talking about that ahead of time uh, a bit off mic what episodes did you watch we did and i'm one of those people you know me in details guys i'm like what was it called it was the um episode with the Sintra, you know, Dooney and Pavetta and all that, oh, the yeah. banquet, Banquets, Bastards and Ballads, yeah, is that yeah, it? And then yeah. there was the um, Jin episode afterwards. So oh, the Last We wish. did too, yeah, Last oh. Wish. So it was really fun and it was fun just to like, people, you know, I'd never done a watch party before, so uh -huh. people were like sassy in the chat and it was cool just like, you know, reacting to things with other Witcher fans because a lot of the times we watch this stuff in a vacuum and it's really fun to just see like what other people's opinions are on things. Which is that mouse sack is the greatest and we hear uh, so People missed. really thirsted after mouse sack. I'm not going to lie. People <laughs> are going, he's hot. Like, RIP mouse sack. RIP, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Dooney, too. People, there were mixed really? reviews on Dooney. Some people think Dooney's hot. I'm in that camp. 
And there were some people like, he's so terrible. Uh, like, now he's, he's, he's still hot. <laughs> he might be hot, but he is terrible. He can be both. He contains multitudes. <laughs> he can be multitudes. And he's no Mausak. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey, Mausak was great, too. And I actually got to pull up our Witcher timeline because someone did ask, like, how old is Yaskir at this point? And I was like, oh, hey, did you, I have this handy timeline I made. I can tell you exactly how old he is. Do you mention um, Yaskir's little romance at the end or throughout the episode? Oh, yes, we the- did talk about Yaskir and the extra who we, yeah, we so. like to think is the Countess de Stael. We don't know if she actually is or not, but we like to pretend that she is. So yeah, it was really fun. It was really lovely getting to just interact with other other maybe, fans and yeah. Maybe she's Vespula. Ooh, that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's throwing you his little like, birdie man. <laughs> throwing his loot and his, you know, other 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 men's trousers yeah, outside. Other men's trousers. She yells at me about being faithful and then she throws other men's trousers at me. Yeah. Um, but no, it was really fun and it was really lovely just getting to interact with people. And I think we're trying to do that like more and more as season three approaches, just getting to know more people in the fandom and reaching out to people and enjoying this mutual thing we all love. Yeah. And speaking of um, fandom and reaching out and like interacting with other people, yeah, um, we have this Discord. <laughs> I love that you pimped the Discord so hard. Like you didn't want to do the Discord, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, join our Discord!" Yeah. And to be fair, like it's small, but it's mighty, and we've gotten a lot of good discussion and some really interesting questions. So yeah, thank you to everybody on our Discord for helping us. Like you've given us some real content to talk about on the podcast, and we appreciate it. And here's what I'm going to say to a few of you: if, if you're one of the people out there who listen to us and you're listening. Uh, like to us talk about the Discord and you're like, I don't, I don't get Discord. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't do it. I don't, Discord scares me. Like, you know what? Come join our Discord because you will be in in glad company because that's me too. <laughs> I still don't fully get Discord. Yeah. I love that Valerie, you know, um, kind of took the lead on it and yeah. created this and set up this like the you We're know these different super channels. We're not super busy. Like we we everybody no. has lives, you yeah. know. We we talk about it and then people go off and do. You're not going to miss out if you're like gone for a week and you no. come back. You know, we're a pretty chill Discord, but yeah. But yeah. It, there's been some fun discussions and people have given us some great topics to talk about. So we yeah. really appreciate them. Yeah, I will say like I definitely share thoughts and opinions both about The Witcher and about um other things non-witcher related in the discord that I wouldn't say on the podcast. So, hmm. um, take that for what you will. <laughs> um, you secrets. Know. Yeah. We like love secrets. They're very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, definitely get more, a little bit unfiltered, um, Tim and probably Valerie. I don't want to yeah. speak for Valerie, yeah. but probably Valerie too in, um, in the discord. So yeah, please join that. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram um, write us reviews. Please, we we'll do say. a shot. Yeah. Let us know. We'll do a shot. I've got a particu- particularly disgusting one lined up for the I, next shot we get. Oh, so. do you? Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous now. <laughs> one of y'all has to write a shot so I can see write what a I'm review? in for. Write a review? God damn it. How much whiskey have you had, Tim? Not a lot. It's just it's late. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I have to drink for that, and I have a little bit left, so I will. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I think with that... Um, we're we're done. We're halfway through Blood Origin, Valerie. It's a short. It's like such a difference from Hexer. It's so short. I know. Comparatively. I know. It's weird saying that Before we're halfway done. through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. Hey, that means we got two more to discuss. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to episode three, and um, we'll we'll get to that next week. But until then, you guys be good to each other out on the path. Cheers. Whiskey with Witcher is a malcontent media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. 
For updates, picks, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to ask us a question, share your Yenskir fanfic, or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at whiskeywithwitcher at malcontent.media or join the Whiskey with Witcher Discord. You can find the link at the top of our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Who knows, we might even share your comments on the podcast. Finally, if you like what you've heard, toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers! Welcome to Whis... Yeah. God damn it. This <laughs> is going to be that type of night. Okay. It's going to be that type of night. All right. Ayla, Fjall, and Skian. Sorry, I messed up all their fucking names again. Ayla, Fjall, Skian, right? Just think about skiing down I do, the hill. Skiing down. Thank you. That's helpful. Will you just go ahead and drink three times and <laughs> when you find I a will. snack? I will. <laughs> okay. Right. Take three. Were you singing the Black yep. Rose? <laughs> One line of it I know. We are the Black Rose. Let something, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like. Something, something, lowborn, something, something, Black Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked talking about things do, like hair and wanna, style yeah. and fashion and, you I know. I get it back. <laughs> I like when we tangent, but I want to keep the tangents a little tight. Yeah. Just got laundry to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the reason we're late. Know, so right? let me that have my, my tangent. Fault. No, we were good. I just felt like it hit its natural course. All right. We can keep tangenting if you no, want to. No, 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 no. The moment's the me. moment's destroyed now. All right. <laughs>